Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. What? <gasps> Flipping heck. There's so many things happening. Oh my gosh. Ben and Peter are back. Dick and Brian, they're, they're gone. They're gone. Get out of here. We're in the podcast studio again. If you're watching on YouTube, it's real, look. Wow. Listen, that's me tapping. That says triple That's me leaving jump. greasy fingerprints I use all my over fingernails, the <laughs> not my, my greasy, greasy, greasy palm. <laughs> really greasy. Just like, just like that. And... Speaking of greasy palms... We're joined <laughs> by Ashton Matthews, our brand new presenter, our Hello. third jump. Hi, Ashton. Hello. This is exciting, okay. isn't it? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This is my first podcast. Mm -hmm. So if I do bad things, just don't tell me. That's okay. okay. You. If we'll you just... tell me, I will accuse you of mansplaining how okay. to do a podcast. Well, that's to that's me, fine. So. That's I mean, it's fine, just yeah. YouTube comments. I'm going to use it to my advantage that I am a woman. <laughs> and I will inform you that you are mansplaining <laughs> at any given opportunity when you're saying something that, that I don't like. That is your prerogative. Yeah. And that's the kind of insight that we hired you for to keep us on our toes. For too long, Peter and I have just been white boys mm. just coasting. <laughs> and now we need someone to call us on our nonsense. A white girl. A, a white, white girl. A white girl. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my arm. Like, I want to put it here. Here, but there's just not enough real mm. Peter I'm moving in okay Move, please do I'm coming in uh, if you are watching or listening at home you must be doing one of the two I don't know which mm. um, you <laughs> may or may not have seen Ashton's main reveal which is out on the channel already yes um, youtube.com forward slash team triple jump so you know some people sometimes listen to the podcast before they catch up on their YouTubes and things so you might be like a bit of a way to just drop someone in like that but we have done a, a, a full on welcome and, and reveal yeah this is technically Ashton's fourth day, yeah. Uh, yes. but we've been in the office for a couple of days shooting stuff. We'll talk about it a bit more at the end, what to expect over the coming weeks. But Ashton is only with us for a brief time currently. She's going to go away for a couple of weeks and then she'll be back and we'll be able to make full-time content all together, mm. uh, or at least that's the plan. Now, before we get on with the show... We are sponsored each and every week by a very real video game related sponsor. Of course. And I have the ad read here. Great. Now, are you ready? Is mm -hmm. it Rubicon? It's yeah. not Rubicon, <laughs> but I would appreciate it if you could at least face the logo at the camera. Mm. So if I was Rubicon. I'm just going to cover it completely with my hand. If Rubicon did want to sponsor us, then they could. Well, I mean, look at the state of this really nice podcast desk already. You're not going to. No, just spill it. 
Just just pour it all over the I desk. Might move it out I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave little rings. You know, it's well, too. No, it's I mean, fine. look at it. I've been putting it on my slightly worse table that's just next yes your lower table my lower table lower i might table. move it out of frame and then uh, bring up a bottle of water and say <laughs> drink mm. low, low delicious low. buxton mm. <laughs> love it uh, so this week's sponsor is stardew rally oh it's a spin-off of stardew valley right, right? right but it's a kart racer and you race against the various other people from the from Pelican is it Pelican Town? Yes, you know, it's Pelican you, Town. Yeah, you know, okay, Pelican Town, and uh, but you you obviously because it's Stardew Valley, you don't really know their name, so it's like oh, it's the one with the purple hair. There's the guy with the mustache. There's the general store guy, and that's what their names are in the game. It's just general right. store guy. So it's not like Abigail or Pierre Who? or anything. What you? I don't know purple what like. Haired woman. Excuse Thank me. you. Blonde exactly. Woman. Yeah. That Blonde man woman. Lives in the woods. That doctor one. The one that sells you chickens. The who's kids. never home. The little kids. The little kids. There's the guy who's always rude to you on the bridge because he's like a brooding teenager. Yeah. That's his full name. I it's was, all hyphenated. Oh, okay. yeah, I was. Again. Oh, in my version of the game, he'd be called Sexy Man with Long Hair. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, I, this is. Is this it, game do we is get real. To, do we get to input the names of the... No. No. This is the creator's vision. Oh, they've said he's the brooding angsty one that's rude to you on the bridge. Rude to you on the bridge, right. yeah. I mean, at least that was my experience with him. It was okay. all on the bridge. I've so. got one question. Yeah. Does it feature a racer called Little Ball of Jelly from In the Mind? <laughs> no, but that will be DLC. Okay. Oh. Day one DLC. Cool. Not going to get away with that. So that is coming really soon, but it's not because it's not real. Oh. It's not a real sponsor. Sorry. Oh, it's actually... Well, I mean, they made some errors out. with the names anyway, so I'm not too upset about okay. it. I think it was actually pretty accurate. If you go, <laughs> if, if you just read the wiki, Ashton, then I think you'd see quite how silly you sound. Okay. Stop mansplaining to me. Um, no, of course, we are sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can ask questions on this podcast. We answer them here. There's a few. I'm looking at them right now. There's a few questions right here. And we also have other tiers available, lots of other stuff, worst games early, all sorts of things. So go check it out, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Now, for the first time in over a year and a half, mm. I don't have to ask you where we're walking in the video version of this podcast. No. Next week, I will. Yeah. Because we're going back to working from home for one week and then we're back in the office full time. But I digress. It's a soft start. It's a soft launch, mm. a soft relaunch of us being in the podcast studio. Peter, what are we going to look at and learn about right now? Though? We're going to learn about uh, a, a sort of real sponsor, uh, triplejump.gg. Mm. Hello, everyone. As well as our extremely real and totally not fictitious in any way sponsor, we're officially partnered with PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo to sell their codes through our own website, triplejump.gg. Here you can get everything from topping up your digital wallets to PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions, as well as Minecraft Mine Coins. <laughs> mine Coins? They'll be your coins any minute. <laughs> nice one, please. Yeah, thanks very much. It's 100% legitimate, directly supports us and provides you with the delightful digital currencies you're going to buy anyway. Visit triplejump.gg to browse our full stock. Triplejump.gg. This is a real sponsor. Lovely. Well, it's time for question one. Mm. This is from Michael Milan, I think. Yeah. Matt Malan. Matt, we've, he's asked questions before. It's like Milan, but with an A. It, that is Our favourite Michael. Mm. Yeah, one of our favourite. There's two Michaels who've asked questions in this. Podcast. They're both our favourite Michael. They're both our favourite right. Michael. Okay, well, it says, welcome back, Ben and Peter. 
and Ashton. Wow, Michael. Michael. Didn't know Ashton was wow, no. Michael. I want to know <laughs> what your first memories are of video games. Not necessarily the first games you played, but your first memories. For me, I remember peeking over my dad's shoulder as he played the original Warcraft Orcs and Humans mm. before I even touched a Nintendo, and it really left an impression on me. Mm. Isn't that nice? My, um, it may come as no surprise to Ben, but perhaps to Ashton, if she's not a long-time podcast listener, um, that my answer revolves mainly about trademarked mythical character Peter's gamer uncle, mm-hmm. who introduced me to the world of gaming. Um, I have many fond memories from probably as early as being about four years old or five, going around to his house, because he lived next door, um, and watching him on... I think exclusively it was PS1. He did have Sega consoles before that, but I don't remember those. Um, So he played Death Trap Dungeon, Mm -hmm. which was based on an Ian Livingstone book of the same name, a choose-your-own-adventure book where you, like, turn to page 30 to give yourself goosebumps. Okay. Those books are great. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, Command & Conquer, he used to have his friends round for a system link game. Oh. So there will be two CRTs. That's nerdy. And in the 90s, that is just nerdy to the nth isn't degree. It? Isn't it just... I don't think I was born then. No. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. So you would have a PS1 with a big chunky CRT TV, like a big old one. Right, yeah. And then your friend would also bring around their PS1 and mm. also a TV, or maybe <laughs> you'd have a spare TV at your house. Okay. And you would use a link cable to plug the two PS1s into each other yeah. so that you could play multiplayer on Command & Conquer. Wow, that's pretty cool, actually. Uh, the nerdiness is exemplified by how inconvenient it was. Mm. Yeah. The amount of effort you to had to go around to, that telly. to do that. Yeah. Well, the best part is that... Um, so Command & Conquer, it's, it's that RTS game with tanks and soldiers and things. And uh, apparently, he said that they used to play all night. Like They'd start at like 9 or 10 and maybe have two games. Um, and playing to the early hours of the morning. And by the very end, when they both built a large enough base and so many units all over the map, the frame rate would be about (laughs) one frame per second. Like, you would just see each vehicle (laughs) pop its way along. So this was the console version of of Command & Conquer, right? So even even less stable Mm -hmm. than the PC one. Um, and I remember seeing them set up for that at like you know eight p.m. or something, and then I'd go to bed. But he would he told uh, he tells me about how bad it used to get by the time they got to the end of the game. Um, I played Duke Nukem Time to Kill pretty early on in wow. my life. Sounds appropriate uh, at his flat, yeah, um, where like you can really just completely gib each other's characters into into mush with the rocket launcher, just a smear left on the ground. <laughs> Lovely. Um, didn't play the campaign, fortunately, because that features scantily clad women, and that would not be appropriate. No, that would be uh, disgusting. for an eight-year-old, right? anyway. Unbelievable. Yeah, but that's it for the most part. Um, and I suppose the earliest memory I have for myself, rather than at, at his place, is the Demo 1 demo on yeah. PS1. Specifically, Tomby 1 was on that. Flipping Tomby. Yeah, you could play a lot of that game on that demo as well, if I recall correctly. Demo discs are great. Yeah. Well, they were. They were another flipping gone, aren't they? Ashton, it's time for your your answer. Thanks. Um, well, I didn't really have anyone who played games when I was little. So mine is my first like vivid memory of playing a game. It's not necessarily a hugely positive one, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So okay. I had a, a pink Game Boy Advanced, because nice. pink is the color for girls. Yes. And that is the 
you were, it's actually a theme in my video game history is that a lot of the things I was given were pink. That's the girl color. It was my right. color. It was yeah. the, I had a little sister and her color was apparently just black and mine was pink. Right. So I don't know if that says anything <laughs> about me. Um, but the first, the only game I remember ever playing on my Game Boy Advance was the Lion King one and a half Akuna Matata. Oh. Wow. Which was a side, I had to Google it because I was like, what is the name of this game? It's not just called the Lion King, but it's like based on Timon and Pumbaa, mm -hmm. the like movie that they made. Yeah. Um, it's a side-scrolling 2D platformer, and it was really, really hard. Like, it was, you had to play as one or the other, so you'd play as Pumba for, like, a couple minutes, get to a bit where you needed Timon, bring Timon over to you, and it was kind of a nightmare. Um, but I remember playing it in the car on the way to my grand's house in Brighton, and um, at this point, didn't really know what being travel sick was. Oh. Mm -hmm. Got halfway down, like, the M1 or something, and I went, Mum... I'm going to be sick. <laughs> this game is so disgusting. It was so, so hard. hard. <laughs> and I remember playing on a Game Boy and being like, hmm, feeling a bit queasy. And then we pulled over to Zoe Station and I immediately like chundered because I've been playing on my Game Boy the whole Wouldn't time. Wouldn't have happened with a black Game Boy Advance no. is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah <laughs> it was, if it wasn't a pink one, it would have been fine. So do you get travel sick then? Well, I used to when I was younger get really bad travel sick, right. but now I just don't bother playing anything in the car mm. if I'm driving or if I've I'm not never, driving, ever especially ever if I'm driving. I've gotten travel sick in my entire life. Really? I suppose I'm just Lucky you know you, genetically fantastic. So I'm mostly okay just just tr like moving and in motion, but if I read even for just a yeah, moment, if I get my same. phone out, really, yeah, yeah, and then I can feel ill for like the, the rest most of the I can do is like pick music or like mm. go on like the maps to figure out where we need to go. Wow. If I do anything else, I feel queasy. I just don't get it at all. Like it just. Mm. Never had that sensation. Well, well if it's a matter of well, natural knees, selection, you clearly make it. My knees are buggered, so if right, that's any consolation, wow. like they're gonna just be replaced by robot legs. I mean, so, I already so. have a metal leg, so I'm like, that's well, look at that. You've already you. beaten me there. Sorry yeah. about that. Everything you say, I will just be one, one upping you now. What is your deal, like. Ashton? <laughs> I do have another one. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it's not really like it's just one of the vivid memories I have when I was younger. I had a pink. Nintendo DS Lite. Oh, good. And my, and my sister did have a black <laughs> one. And um, my dad bought home from his dodgy mate one of those like dodgy game cards that oh, had like yeah, loads of games on. Oh, yeah, I had one of those, like an R4 on. card. Yeah, the R4 card that yeah. had like loads of games on it. And I remember being like, oh my God, I can put the cheats on at Animal Crossing before I even start. So I went into Animal Crossing with like unlimited money. Mm. It was great. That was like such Very a. Good. Dream Being able to go into like any patch of grass in Pokemon Diamond and catch a Charmander was like this yeah. is this is ruined. Just going through the cheats. <laughs> this is absolutely just like turning on every cheat as you went any through. Any sense yeah. of like accomplishment Gotta or achievement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I would. I would use it. I would catch rare Pokemon in that. And because sort of through the various like janky systems that were available, I could trade it all the way back to the Game Boy Color right. Pokemon games. So I would somehow manage to get a cheated Charmander or whatever, all the original starters back to my copy of Pokemon Crystal or whatever mm -hmm. through trading through several different devices <laughs> and cables and stuff. And it was, uh, yeah, those cards were great. Though. They were I good. They were good. Not that either of us stole games. Well, I didn't. My dad's dodgy mate did. Yeah. So okay, I mean, sorry. I was eight, Three so Adams I'm not going to accept any, any <laughs> criticism for that. Fair enough. I knew what I was doing <laughs> and I would do it again. I wouldn't. Or would I? You Stop this now. man. He's crazy. I don't know. These launch games He's videos don't make themselves. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not buying some of these games. I suppose it's my turn. You're on record. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I remember watching my dad play uh, Doom 
on PC and I think a bit of Quake as well. And we always had, as I've spoken about before, really crap hand-me-down PCs right. that never ran anything. But he was able to run that. And I remember watching over his shoulder him playing that and also Dark Forces as well. Oh, yeah. Star Wars Dark Forces. Um, but my aunt had an original Game Boy and she had one of, I think, probably the forerunners, these R4 cards, where it was a cartridge that had like 200 games on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember borrowing it to go on like a, a school trip at some point. And I was like playing the Spider-Man game on it and stuff. And, and in the years that passed, I just assumed, oh, well, that was just, it probably wasn't like an official Spider-Man game. It was just a collection of like mini games and stuff. Right. But when we were doing the every Spider-Man game ranked, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's that game. This cartridge definitely wasn't a, a legal real one because that entire thing was on there alongside hundreds of yeah. other games. Um, but yeah, that was that was probably it. I'd keep it short and sweet. Mm. Um, my dad playing various PC games and uh, my aunt's Game Boy yeah. and her illicit cartridge. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, but there we are. It's time to move on mm. to a section that I think I can say with all honesty that we've never done before. Certainly as a trio. No, wow. It's brand new. It's We've not called... done any of these before as a trio. Well, that's well, true. Well, it's a, it's a week of firsts. Mm. Yeah. So it's exciting. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. It's called What We Play In. Oh. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about what video games we have been playing this week. Peter Austin, kick us off. I have, I have now uninstalled Halo 3. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. But not after having played it for most of the week still. <laughs> right, again. okay. When did you uninstall it? Was it yesterday? <laughs> um, what day are we today? Thursday. Thursday. No, I uninstalled it on Tuesday. Okay. So uh, since the last podcast recording, which will have been last Wednesday, right, I think. Yeah, so yeah, we recorded early, I think. We may have done, but yeah. Um, so yeah, for, for almost a week, I've still been playing that, but I, I've now done it. I've removed it from my computer. It's a well really done. big step for you. It is a big You've step. You've kicked the habit. You've kicked, kicked the habit. It. It's gone. Yeah. The I first step is admitting you have a problem. It is, which I did last week. <laughs> mm -hmm. The second step is uninstalling Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, a bungeaholic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I am looking forward to um, going back to Ratchet and Clank. I might, I might just restart it because I only played like an hour or so. And, uh, and again, like I've said this before about other games, it's not exactly hard to keep up with, but equally... Mm. I might just you know start fresh because it's not gonna it's not gonna add much onto my game time. So I don't have a lot to add to this section other than I played more Halo Three. I really enjoyed it, and mm -hmm. it, it you know the past few weeks have really sent me back to my teenage years. But um, had a great time. Yeah. And uh, Ratchet and Clank coming next week. I'm me. I'm really sorry to hear that like you were enjoying something so much <laughs> that you felt you had to deny yourself enjoying it anymore. Well, it's mostly because the podcast, really. Like if if I didn't have this job, I would probably just still be playing it for ever. at least a, well, maybe not ever, but for a, a few, enough weeks until I actually got bored of it. But I just thought I can't keep coming back and saying mm. I'm actually only playing <laughs> for the content. He's yeah. doing it for yeah. the content. Doing it for He's you. doing it for you, the mm. listener. Yeah. Say so thank you right man. now. So I'm afraid that's it from me. But uh, fortunately, we have a whole extra person to tell us about what they've been playing. Yes. Week. Is it my turn? It's now? your turn. Okay. It is your turn. So now. I had kind of a week between my last job and this job. Um, and I was like, well, but a chocolate full of finishing games that I'm not going to get to play when I eventually move to Newcastle. Um, so I finished the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I finished it. I platinumed it. It's nice, like my well done. my fourth ever platinum. Congratulations. Um, 
I actively went back and found all the little bear things. To yeah, those bloody bears. Sure. I did God. use the internet to help me find them, but That's I'm not fine. ashamed. Um, That's how trophy hunting that works. Is how, yeah. yeah. And I also finished Resident Evil Village oh, last week for the first time. We did on joint stream. We did. We all finished it at the same time. Yeah. Well, I couldn't watch your streams because you were kind of oh. just ahead of me. And I was like, well, I'm not ruining it for myself. <laughs> so I, I finished it on Friday. Um, that game was really good. I had one gripe with it, like the whole way through, and then they kind of were like, made me feel bad for having a gripe because it was kind of like the whole point of the story in the end. Right, like so, the suspension of disbelief regarding yeah, certain a things. a certain thing. Yeah. yeah, I won't spoil it, but yeah, um, yeah, that was my only big gripe with it. Then I, at the end, I was like, well, now I feel bad. Yeah, and I've just complained about it for the whole time <laughs> I've been playing this game, um, and then I picked up in the Steam sale Far Cry Three, Four, and Five oh. um, a little while ago. And I finally started playing Far Cry 3. I tried Far Cry 4 a couple of years ago and just couldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. But I went back and I'm trying to play through the new one, the old ones, before the new one comes out. But I'm not going to yeah. make it because it's a Ubisoft game and they go on for like 100 years. That's um, true. 3 I felt was pretty manageable. Yeah, 3 is Because it was like feeding. that time when Assassin's yeah. Creed 2 came out as well and when they found the formula for what they wanted like all their games huge. to be afterwards. Yeah, yeah it so. feels like a decent size. So yeah. I'm kind of okay with it. But I kind of had the map and I zoomed out to be like, where am I going for this next mission? And I was like, oh my God. It's the typical go to the watchtower, unlock an area, mm -hmm. go to a little fortress, unlock this area. And I was like, okay, we've done this before. Mm -hmm. We can do this. But at least this time we've got hang gliders. I'm not just like on a horse in the Egyptian desert or anything. Sure. So that's true. What do you think of the baddie? Yeah, it's cool. I've just uh, met the kind of his boss. Mm. I've just done that mission. So. It's been a long time since I've played Yeah, I, I can't even remember the guy's name. I think it's like Holt or something. So yeah, Sounds just met that guy. Sounds cool. Um, but yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm excited to see like where the rest of it goes. Nice. So when I get home, I will be playing that again. You'll find that there's yeah. certain, certain things in gaming that constantly come up in lists. Bioshock is one, mm. and the villains of the Far Cry games always come up yeah. in various lists. Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack comes up a lot. Good. He's in one a lot. Yeah, yeah, Minecraft comes up every now and then. Minecraft. It speaks to the quality of these characters, though. Mm. Mm -hmm. The fact that when yeah, when you think of a topic, really yeah. Minecraft, yeah, <laughs> the, Steve, that oh, creeper from guy. that Damn. game I played. Mm. Yeah, it does speak to their quality, though. Yeah, yeah. Like They come up, like, you immediately think, what's a what's a villain that stuck with you? Well, Handsome Jack is charismatic as hell, yeah. and there's no one like him in any other game, even though it becomes a bit cliche to say him all mm -hmm. the time. But yeah. it's like, well, he was really but good. But it's though. just a very well-written... Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. What have you been playing, Ben? I tell you what I've been playing. I played a little bit more Warzone because I'm a rad dude, <laughs> and I'm down with the kids. Won a couple of games, cool... had some fun. It's my friend's birthday among my sort of Warzone squad that I play with. So we, mm. we hopped on and played a couple of games in between his child screaming. Oh, okay. um, and, and Happy birthday. Yeah, I <laughs> know. He, he sounded knackered. He's got like, a I think, an eight-month-old. Mm. Oh, and so they're, they're, they put the baby to sleep. And then the baby wakes up mm -hmm. uh, almost immediately. Yeah. And it's like, right, I c I've got to go. <laughs> and that's kind of it. So, yeah, played a bit of Warzone. That was fun. Uh, played some more Mass Effect 3. Still really enjoying that. I have savored, I suppose, saved, and now I'm savoring the Citadel DLC, which is one of the last, I think it was the last DLC released for Mass Effect 3. And I never played it when it originally came out. And it's like, it feels like the, the best description I can give is that it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe tone that Mass Effect always needed. 
it's very sort of quite light-hearted, even though the subject is matter the is serious. One? Yeah, 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 it is. So all lots of uh, old characters and squad mates come yeah. back, and like there's this conspiracy. Shit, someone's trying to kill Shepard, but everyone's sort of like quipping and having a good time. It's mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. like sort of a fan service DLC. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's fantastic, and I'm so sad I didn't play it the first time around. Yeah. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. Another thing I've written down. Because that's all I've played, but I watched season two of Mythic Quest. Oh, okay. Have you heard of Mythic I Quest? I have not. So this is the show that's on Apple TV. It's from Rob McElhaney and Charlie Day from Always Sunny, mm-hmm. and it's about it's it's a it's an office. Oh, I have actually heard of this. Yes, yeah. it's, it's on Apple TV. So I was like, mm, no, mm-hmm. no thanks. That's such a. I mean, I understand that completely, yeah. and that's such a thing going against this show because a lot yeah. of people will never watch it. Yeah. But it's a workplace comedy set in a game development studio. Yes, yeah. And it's really good because the gaming aspect is just sort of the foundation and the basis. It's not just sort of like Big Bang Theory, laughter track, <laughs> AFK, LOL kind of Star stuff. Star Wars. Mm. Exactly. So funny. It's just sort of like a backdrop for just the characters to interact mm-hmm. and get up to stupid stuff. It's really like... There, there are genuinely a couple of episodes and a number of moments that are really sweet and like really well written and it's really funny and I think it's just a great show and I, I hope more people get to watch it because I thoroughly enjoyed season two and I watched all of it at once <laughs> and I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. That's so, the best way to watch a TV show. Yeah. Mythic Quest. I recommend it heartily. Go and, ben approved. Go and give it a watch. Yeah, mm. definitely. Let's move on to question two. Yeah. This is from another Michael who's also our favorite. Mm. Also our Michael favorite Bennett. Michael. Who is the bold dude who pops up and says, if you want to be insert whatever about it, I'm American and have no idea who it is, but it always <laughs> makes me laugh. Peter, do you want to sort of lead the way on? I'd on actually like to add in, I told Ben about this the other day. We had a, a comment on a video not long ago that said, um, why do you guys always make fun of Simon Miller? Uh, what, have you, what have you got against him? He seems like a nice guy. And it's like, no, that's not how it goes. That's, that's, not, that's, it. Not, that's not it. Simon Miller is in on the joke, and he is a friend of us. It's Simon Miller. So when we worked at What Culture, Simon Miller also worked at What Culture at the, tam- at the same time. He's always been freelance, right? He's never been like yeah. a, a full employee. But mm-hmm. yeah, he... Uh, the uh, busiest man He's the, the busiest man. He's got... Uh, I don't want to say fingers in a lot of pies because that sounds like, sounds like he's hedging his bets. But, I hate um, that phrase. But also, it's not a very nice phrase. But uh, he also he he knows a lot of people. He does work for lots of different companies. You see him around on on various things. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, we we we've hung out with him on a couple of occasions when we've seen him at um, EGXs and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, one time, it was when we went to Gamescom, right? That we we actually did a bit where we did the, if you want to get serious about this, and he sort of chased us across the room. As oh, that was EGX. Was, was it EGX? Yeah, he pretended, to, we asked him very nicely, and he pretended to be cross mm. and, like, threatened <laughs> to hit us, so which is not nearest, Simon Miller at all. It's the nearest thing that you could get to, to uh, yeah. why you're making fun of him. But he was very much in on the joke. Mm. And he actually, also, when we were at Vidiots, he did a couple of um, tell He was on Worst Games Ever. Well, he was well. on Worst Games Ever. We used to phone him up. And he did a few tell your friendses with people who like also met him in the wild yeah. and got him to say, tell your friends, idiots. Yeah, um, so he did. It's Simon Miller. Another thing, well, I suppose the whole aspect of the, if you want to get serious about this, mm. is that he has like a, a couple of sort of catchphrases that I'm not even sure if he still does because the majority of his content now is wrestling based over at What Culture, and we don't watch a huge amount of that. Um, and certainly when we were there, he just went on these like brilliant, sort of 
amazing path. Yeah, like mental journeys through sentences. And there was one in, one in particular, obviously, was the uh, uh, prey or Prey 2, if you want to get serious about this, which we enjoyed so much that we just sort of adapted to everything you could possibly think yeah. of, um, which was which was essentially... It, it, the, the phrase now boils down to one way of saying thing, or some, something, or another way of saying something, if you want to get specific about the way that that other thing is said about this. Yeah. Uh, but there was one in particular where I think he was doing a preview for Banjo-Kazooie, and I've, I wish I had the full quote with me. Uh, I should yeah, have prepared. We should have brought it along, shouldn't we? But it's it's the most brilliant, like... It was it, ukulele, not Banjo-Kazooie. Sorry, yeah. yes, that's why I'm getting them confused. Yeah, ukulele. And he was, saying, he was saying something like, you can play it, your mum can play it, hell, even your nan. I mean, you know, she might have a bit of trouble with the controls first. <laughs> it's not like day one she's going to be good at the game. It's not like something like it's not a, sp a spaceman doesn't yeah. go to like space day one. You've got to learn the controls first, <laughs> and that's the way that that ukulele feels to play or something that's like weird, that. How it makes you feel? It's it's amazing. Like he's a fantastic man, <laughs> and we're his biggest, his number one fans. Um, there was another one I should just interject. <laughs> yeah, which was uh, I can't remember what he was talking about, but he was saying that um, a certain game has this this certain downside to it. Mm. It was like, which is a shame, uh, you know, because that's bad, and bad is not good. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's okay. I don't know why he put that in, and then we quite often take that one and just add three more sentences to it. Bad is not good, unless it is, in which case that's fine. And, and if that's, it's fine, and that's okay. That's great. That's Things okay. that aren't great, though, are bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and unless you think they're good, in which case they're great. It's very easy to just riff on yeah. Simon Miller. He's, Simon Miller's amazing. There's a good chance you'll have seen his work, even if you're not familiar with the man himself. But uh, he is, A, he is our friend, and B, he's in on the joke. So don't, don't worry about that. And but C, that's him. And C, Ashton needs to meet him and also... I would love to meet him. ...start <gasps> learning how to do a Simon, Simon Miller voice. Yeah, I don't, it's going to take me a while to, mm. I think, master it. Just say, and that's okay. And that's okay. There you go. That's pretty good. There Thanks, go. guys. Off like to it. a start. Great I'll keep practicing. I'll just look in the mirror and I'll pull my hair back so I can yeah. really get in the mood. And mm -hmm. then I'll... He's the most practice. positive man in the world. If you're having so a tough nice. time, just say, you're worth it <laughs> and I'm okay. You'd think a man is uh, successful like jacked mm -hmm. um you know just, is he really beefy yeah oh yeah he's like uh he's he entered a bodybuilder he is a wrestler yeah. and he entered a bodybuilding competition mm. you think a man with he's all he's like of those... an enigma like yeah. he does he everything so he does cool. everything he's like i want to play in a metal band does it Good i want to i want to be a wrestler does it i'm going to enter a bodybuilding competition does it i'm going to do voiceover for for sky adverts for like mm. wrestling games does it I'm going to work on YouTube on I my, own, my channel own channel and yeah. do all the other stuff well, as well. I was going to say, like, you'd, icon. you'd think a man with all of those strings to his bow would not necessarily be an asshole, but like just not really have time to also just be friends with the the boys he met along the way. Yeah, <laughs> he's lovely. He's, he's so nice. He's such a brilliant man. So that question was all about us just gushing about Simon Miller yeah. and how amazing he is. Uh, sorry, Ashton, I realise well, you didn't have much I'm, to I'm, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> but yeah. uh, anyway, let's move on mm. to something a little strange. Oh. Oh. A little bit... Peculiar. Peculiar. Ashton, would you like to lead us in here? What, yeah. do, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, I think it might be weird news. Weird news. <laughs> I could just slam my laptop <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> it's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Peter, mm. kick us off with some strange news. This is according to Kotaku.com, home of weird news, but written by Nathan Grayson. Oh, not Luke. Big up, Nathan. Uh, big up, Nathan. Twitch spammers just wanted to save Snoop Dogg from stream fail. Oh, no. Note the word just. That's, that's all they, they, just, they weren't trying to spam. Again. Because I was saying to Ashton earlier, Snoop has been on weird news before after mm. rage quitting Madden and leaving, <laughs> leaving stream his stream on. on for hours. Six hours. He was playing <laughs> music in the background. Yeah, just wandering around. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, obscenely famous rapper Snoop Dogg <laughs> says, streams on Twitch pretty regularly these days because he beat the... Uh, because he beat the game that is a life a long time ago, and now he's just doing side quests. Is what? that the what? What I love that. Just I mean, they tried really hard. Really as a meme before, I think that's an internet yeah. thing. There yeah. is actually a, a hyperlink on that, so maybe, oh. maybe he's done everything. And what else can he do? Mm-hmm. Just does cooking shows now. His most recent push for Existence's Platinum Trophy, <laughs> regrettably, did not go so well. At first glance, yesterday's Snoop stream was not unlike the others he's done in recent months. He fired up a game in the series he always streams, Madden NFL, and smoked what he always smokes, weed. And then in brackets it says, every day. As in, (laughs) smoke weed every day. However, something was different this time, and it became evident pretty much immediately. There was no sound. Snoop is far from the first streamer to be afflicted by by the common Twitch cold that is technical troubles. This writer, man. It's like Simon Miller taking us down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he proceeded to play virtual ball for an hour without changing anything. You might be thinking, why didn't chat say anything? Well, you see, it couldn't. But that didn't stop it from trying. Snoop had set his chat to emote mode only. <laughs> Snoop. Um, Snoopy Snoop. Oh, emote only mode, I should say. Meaning that viewers could not use words, so instead resorted to every combination of symbols they could think of to represent no sound. They hurled volleys of signs that said nay on them, paired with musical notes as well as microphones and pictures of dogs. They also tried multiple variations on mute icons, speakers with slashes through them and the like. Unfortunately, Snoop either did not get the message or was not paying attention to chat. After a bit over an hour, there's now a (laughs) pop-up video, he ended the stream. He's not streamed since, nor acknowledged the return to the age of silent film on social media. 
Some very cursory detective work reveals a possible culprit. Snoop appears to have recently changed streaming locations, which could have messed up his settings. In his second to most recent stream, uh, the game had no sound. Uh, the game had sound, but no face cam. Now he has a camera, but no sound. I'm going to assume by what we've got now from this article that the rest is just going to be padding so that they can yeah. put enough ads. Snoop Dogg rose to fame in uh, the yeah. mid-90s. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Wow. Oh, Snoop. Um, He's definitely uh, not reading chat, is he? He doesn't bad need for it. In fact, let me show you the picture of of the chat. Yeah, it's quite funny. It's really I, I love the description of the <laughs> a dog emoji <laughs> and then... <laughs> Barking dogs. <laughs> Nay. That's microphones. Brilliant. It's very good. So good. Big fan of that. Well, that was weird. It was weird. Pretty weird. I saw that earlier, and I was I was going to pick that one, but then I found another one. What did you pick instead? I picked, because it, it kind of baffled me that this was even a thing that people noticed. Um, so this is from Eurogamer, written by Tom Phillips. He looks like a lovely boy in his he picture. Does. Oh, what a handsome man. He is a handsome man. Um, PlayStation pulls down advert with upside down PS5, and then they very comically put for the players upside down That's underneath very nice. it as a subheading. That's very nice. Very nice. That's like great. that. Um, so, yeah, Sony has removed a PlayStation 5 advert which showed the console placed upside down. <laughs> Fans spotted the incorrectly positioned PS5 in the video yesterday posted to Twitter. Overnight, the advert was quietly deleted from the internet. Oh. They might be wondering, what's in the ad? I'll tell you. Yeah. The heartwarming ad... Ashton. Ashton. Yes? What's, what's in, in the, the ad? ad? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, the heartwarming ad began with a dad telling his son a bedtime story. Oh. Thinking of his current God of War playthrough, the dad starts telling his son a tale of how a father and son went for a walk in the mountains. And then I ripped <laughs> his head from his body. <laughs> well, it doesn't say. It says the, ch the cherubic child mm. quickly falls asleep. No, cho no children are cherubic. That's just... <laughs> Dad then walks upside down out of the bedroom. <laughs> On the ceiling. Yeah. Back downstairs, the dad settles down to play God of War, but on the PS5, which is upside down in his TV <laughs> unit. Oh. Sony has oh. not commented on the removal, but the upside down... of. Hold on. Sony's not commented on the removal, the upside down console, or the ad's accuracy of getting a small child to go to bed. There we go. Yeah. For reference, so it's... In the picture they've just put up, it's laid down horizontally, so it's not like he's put it no. vertically upside in down. The stand. They've just um, put the stand they've the just wrong put, way up. Yeah. yeah, so essentially they've just put the disc tray on the top and not on the bottom, yeah. basically. Humiliating. Um, yeah, absolutely tragic, Sony. <laughs> My God, how can you not tell the difference? Um, for reference, if you, if you choose to align your PS5 horizontally, the disc drive should be at the base of the console, mm -hmm. but it is confusing. Last December, Kotaku's... <laughs> Kotaku, spotted PlayStation studio boss Herman Hulst also had his PS5 upside down in a video posted <laughs> oh, to Twitter no. of his cat climbing on the TV. Hulst then pulled that video and then reposted it with the console cropped out. Oh, If Herman. in doubt, place it vertical. Yeah. But I, the, the picture that they've put up, so like this is the screenshot from the advert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there'll be it's, a link in the description yeah, below. It's so, like, I don't even know how people would notice this. It didn't. To it doesn't honest. seem like it was on screen very long. No, right? for like mere seconds. But you mentioned that the whole disk drive thing in yeah. the PS5 is weird anyway. It is. You kind of feel like you're putting it in the wrong way round. I do. Like so I have to put it like shiny side out. facing me, which feels yeah. weird. Like I, I, it's it's very strange. But I'm, then you were yeah. saying that in this formation of having the PS5 with the disk drive on the top, you have to like turn the disc upside down. You would be down. putting the disc in upside Shine down. Shiny up to put so it in. So that console's clearly not actually linked up to that TV. And yeah, I know no. they're not playing anything, so which is probably got, how they the didn't notice. The lights aren't even if, on on the 
PlayStation 5. If they did have to put a disc in, they would learn pretty quickly that... uh, But I've put discs... When I first got my PS5, I put discs in upside down a few times. Yeah, I did too as well, (laughs) wrong way around. I was like, why is it not working? It's almost as though... I mean, we're just going to say oh this. Oh my God, yeah. this is going to be gonna scandalous. Say it. The PS5 is actually not a very pretty and elegant console. Whoa. Whoa. How would you, why would you say something so bold? I don't know. Mr. Sony's going to be so sad. Poor Ken. Mr. Ken Herman, Mr. Herman Hulse, who put his PlayStation 5 upside down. Yeah. He's going to be so upset. His cat's sad too. Oh, <laughs> he's upset his cat. Herman's sad cat. <laughs> big plastic white book with big flat, Flaps on it could probably fly. Look, I hear you. I hear you, right? I I have I've customized my flaps. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a lot of women doing that. Now. You don't. It, I think you, we can say in our, in our own personal experience, you don't have to do that. Your PlayStation Five is beautiful. You don't need to bejazzle your flaps on the PS. Exactly. No. Right. I, however, have chosen to. Mm. I have mine vertically because I think horizontally I it is well. hideous. Yeah. Laid down. Uh, but no, with the Peter, who has his laid down, Mine's... but yours looks horrible yeah. in your house. I went to your house yesterday, and I thought, wow. Like the first thing Ashton what saw was like, oh, <laughs> what a say yours scrub. looks horrible in your house. Wow. <laughs> your PlayStation Five. But it, it wasn't does. the PlayStation Five; it was the house around yeah. it. Yeah, if I it thought laid this house is horrible. At least that PlayStation Five. Any other house it won't be fit in the TV stand. <laughs> doesn't fit anywhere. Vertically. I've put mine next to my TV now, yeah, and I've customized it. I've got some lovely black flaps, and it looks flipping way not like it's crazy how much nicer it looks with black flaps Mm -hmm. a vertical it's it's uh it's ridiculous we've had to set up a little table that's like the same height as our like a special playstation table special playstation table because it doesn't fit next to the telly on the playstation stand so it has its own (laughs) little table that it sits on and it's really awkward to get to because it's kind of like in a corner but basically have two tellies and they're like this and it's here and we have to like reach through the tellies to like put Mm -hmm. the playstation on Mm -hmm. i had to buy Um, you know the monitor stands you can get Hmm. Um, so you can put like documents and stuff underneath your PC monitor or whatever. I had to buy one of those in the same sort of disgusting cheap MDF pine that I have my TV stand made out of. Yes. So I could raise my, raise up my TV, put it on that, put the soundbar in front of it and move everything along to fit the PS5 on. I had to buy custom woodwork to <laughs> get my PS5 on my... The things we do to be a gamer. Well, hey, it looks nice, though, so yeah, I'm, you know, it's worth it. Really. Wouldn't you know that the reason I don't have my PS5 vertical next to the TV stand is because that place is already taken by a PlayStation 2. Oh. So. <laughs> but that and, one works horizontally. Of little wooden it does, dogs. but, yeah. Well, the, so does the PS5. It just doesn't look very nice. Mm. It works. It looks better than horizontal. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. I've got some weird news. Oh. My weird news actually comes courtesy of Sam LFC ninety eight on it, Twitter. Sam. You will have noticed that our oh no LCF sorry LCFC ninety eight Sam LCFC yeah yes. Probably. Um, that's there we where go. I, that's where yes, Leicester. You will have noticed if you follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. We'll, we'll promote those properly at the end of the show. But mm-hmm. Team Triple Jump on everything, pretty much. Our wonderful community manager Fraser is now posting um, early in the week, asking for submissions for weird news, and we are sourcing some of them from there. So Sam submitted this through that, just in reply. This is from Gamespot. I am now just loading up the article, and here it is. Minecraft gets a 19-plus age restriction in South Korea. Oh, my God. This is from... Not just 18-plus. 19-plus. You're only mature when you're 19. That's actually well-known. It's true. This is from Hayley Williams, as you said, off of Paramore. Off of the Paramore. Off of the Paramore. 
While Minecraft is generally considered a great child-friendly game, a law in South Korea has resulted in the game being blocked off to all players under the age of 19. The ban isn't anything to do with any of Minecraft's content, but the fact that an Xbox Live account is needed to play the game. Oh. Right. As reported by GameIndustry.biz, Microsoft recently informed South Korean players that they would need an Xbox Live account to continue playing Minecraft, with accounts only being able to be made for people over the age of 19. Is that a... Universal thing or just in South Korea? Because I didn't realize it was 19 plus to have a Microsoft account. That must be South Korea. Must be. Yeah. I, there will probably be an age rating on it yeah. and everywhere, but I don't think it would be 19. No, absolutely. Everywhere not. in the world. The, uh, the, sorry, the age restriction is due to a controversial South Korean shutdown law, right. which there prohibits children from playing games between midnight and six, excuse me, and <laughs> 6 a.m. So, You've uh, not even had a fizzy drink like mm -hmm. we have. Well, I had a little bit of Pepsi cherry upstairs, oh, but it was a while ago. You snuck a Pepsi cherry, did, did Well, you, you won't look. I didn't want you to know. My secret <laughs> shame. Uh, the law has been in place since 2011. While some games, uh, while some game providers have implemented technical solutions to prevent minors from playing their games between these hours, tick this box if you are older than 19. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I am. Uh, Microsoft instead chose to restrict all Xbox Live accounts for people under the age of 19. Until now, users have, be users have been able to sidestep that restriction by logging into Minecraft with a Mojang account instead. Mm. So it goes on to talk about this sort of controversial situation in South Korea. It doesn't sound like players are particularly happy about it. But there we are, Minecraft now slapped with a big old 19 plus age rating. There's some sort of minor pun to be done with that, but I can't, I'm, I've only had half of my drink, so, and it's only Minecraft, more like not for minors craft. There we yeah. go, perfect. Like can't think. improve on that. I thought of one, but it, it is, um, it's accidentally completely explicit and I can't even, re oh. can't even repeat <laughs> it. I thought that actually makes sense, but it has so many other horrifying connotations that I'm just going to let you think about what it could be. Um, I, I have no idea. Okay. Right, you see, do you see what I mean, though? Yeah, that, but oh, it can work, right? The more I think about that, that do you want me can to we Chinese whispers it? Yeah. Please? So I'll just keep talking, so there's no way that they could actually be. Ah, do you see, though? Right? Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's bad enough that I don't want to say oh, that loud. Actually, yeah. maybe don't it's, say yeah. that. Yeah, it, it takes actually. a minute, and then it's yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no. It's like no. actually no, and I could have That's not our little mentioned secret, it at all. That one. Yeah. That one's just our little secret. I didn't need to even bring it up. And, and people would not even have known. But, <laughs> but I decided to share that so people can talk about something. And, and anyway, let's move on. Okay. Uh, is it time for another question? Yes, it is. And uh, it's my turn to read it. Thank you, Ben. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's, no, it's not. It's your turn to read it, Peter. It's my turn. Ashton, I'm, I'm not reading them today. No. You have to be a full-time in Newcastle in, yeah, yeah, yeah. employee to do they that. They said, this is actually really hard to handle the question, so yeah. you have to wait. We mansplained the hell out of yeah. you. Really, Jono Charles Davey says, hi, Peter and Ben. Jono! I'm here. Jono said and Ashton, I'm sure, <laughs> in that tiny hyphen. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. It's just Anderson. like 0.5 mm. font. I yeah. see. Anderson. That's it. The, uh, hi, Peter and Ben, and Ashton, the flower pot men. And women. And, and women. All women. Oh, it's, will I ever get to the end of this <laughs> sentence? Do you ever feel a bit lonely when playing certain games alone? At the moment, I'm playing through Resident Evil 7. And while the story is intense and scary, and I love it, oh, yeah. I feel the need to talk to people while I play it. Favorably people who've already played it. It's a similar feeling to wanting to watch a Marvel film with another fan of superhero movies. I've been lucky with the Final Fantasy games in that regard, but have struggled a little bit on the Resident Evil front. Huh. Thanks, guys. Thanks, I Jono. Thanks, Jono. Thanks, Jono. 
I I think it partly depends on exactly what Jono is is asking. When I first read this question, I thought Jono meant um, to have someone sitting in the room with you chat to chat to right. while you're playing the game. Yeah. Kind of rereading that, I do wonder if Jono just means in between times, like you know, you go into work and say, "Oh, I'm, I'm I've played a bit more Resi last night," and your your friends like, "Oh yeah, how far have you got now?" and you know, to that extent or you go to school and you say oh, I, I i finally leveled up uh fire to fire two in final fantasy 7 and you're in year six of primary school and your friend jack is just like i don't know what any of that means and or you're like, in south korea and you've just turned 19 <laughs> and you say <laughs> i really want to play minecraft uh with my friends but unfortunately they're all under 19 so they can't play mm, yeah. who's got all of their friends are under 19? or you go to the playground and say oh i used strength to move the truck yesterday yeah and i found mew yeah um, found mew. and jack's like uh whatever mate that's not true i got the strategy guide and mm-hmm. my uncle is actually Nintendo. And my, my uncle was Peter's Nintendo. gamer uncle and <laughs> he said Peter's that's actually impossible. Uncle? Yeah, so. Michael Nintendo. <laughs> um, so I, I probably have different answers for those two things. I, in some ways, I prefer to just kind of play games on my own. I don't mind if people are there in the room talking to me. You know, I live stream and that's obviously a lot of people talking mm-hmm. to you in a different way, not physically in the room, but, uh, you know, that's that's all fine. But... Um, I like to, you know, catch what's going on in cutscenes. I have subtitles turned on all the time when I play games and watch TV and things like that because I just don't want to miss a thing. Um, but I, I do like the idea of playing a game that one of your friends already knows about, and you can go in and kind of say, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm up to this point now." Like for example, when I finally get around to Mass Effect Legendary Edition after I've played Rift Apart. Um, you know, I'll actually be able to have conversations with the likes of Ben Potter and Ashton. Have you played Mass Effect? No, I've just watched my boyfriend just play it. Just watch your boyfriend play it. Um, you don't want to talk to me about Mass Effect. No. Well, but you know, things like that. You know, it's it's nice to just be able to say I finally play, especially if it's an, an older game. I think I don't mind so much chatting about things that are very new and and fresh off the off the presses. But mm-hmm. if it's something that you missed out at the time, and then you can go finally got round to this thing now. It's good, isn't it? Yes, it is. Why can't I sprint across the room? Yeah. Ah, well, I can actually well, tell you why. Because mm. Commander Shepard is very unhealthy. <laughs> so that's my answer. Ashton? Um, so I think I interpreted it the way that you first interpreted right. it. But I also didn't as well. Mm. Um, so the games, so games I don't like playing on my own are games where they're kind of like built to play with other people. Like Borderlands, for example. Mm-hmm. I've played through three with my boyfriend. And then... I went to go, so I played as Amara first, and I thought I'll go back and I'll play as Flack because his character, or their character interests me. And um, I just couldn't get through it on my own because I was playing that second time on my own. I was like, I just don't have the energy to like just play this on my own because yeah. I'm like, oh, I'd rather play it with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think games where it's like designed to have other people around you, I think can be a little bit sad to play on my own. Yeah. Um, but I also feel... I kind of feel in the way that I quite like to play games with other people around. Like like when I was streaming before these boyks hired me, Mm. um, like I quite liked to play games when people kind of knew the game. So like I played Resident Evil 7 on stream and I really enjoyed it because in between when I was wandering around pooping my pants because I was scared Mm -hmm. and people would be like, haha, you're funny or you look silly, (laughs) you're an idiot. And I'm like, yes, I am. It's a big special (laughs) item in there. Oh my God. Yeah. but then also games where it's like I'm playing them on my own. I normally will have them. So in our living room downstairs, we have two tellies that are connected to different consoles mm-hmm. so that I can play on the PlayStation 5. Say I'm playing like Ratchet and Clank and my partner might be sat next to me playing a different game so that we can still have a conversation, yeah. but not 
play the same game at the same time, which I quite like. But then saying things like Ratchet and Clank, we were both sort of playing that game simultaneously and we couldn't like talk about it because we were both at different points. Mm, And it'd be like one of us would walk downstairs and they'd be like, quickly out of the room there's something's happening that's exciting right. and i'm like okay fine i'll wait <laughs> in the kitchen yeah i'll wait in the kitchen for you to finish this bit and then they'd have to turn the game off to like get so that i could come and sit with them because obviously i don't want to spoil it for myself yeah we had to wait until we've both finished the game to be able to talk about it which was kind of annoying but um at least at the end of it we did get to have a discussion but mm-hmm. yeah i think if you're playing a game simultaneously it's that feeling of like did you get to this bit yeah. yet? and they're like what no and you're like no oh, damn it i'm <laughs> sorry true. so i've ruined it for you um but yeah that's kind of annoying but i don't know if i answered the question yeah there I, you go. yeah you did so i really enjoy playing games on my own mm-hmm. to an extent but i think both of you are right there are certain games that it's nice to have people nearby for it um so i live alone but my partner was staying when I was finishing up The Last of Us Part Two, oh, which is game. quite heavy. It's mm-hmm. intense. It's a bit heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And she had actually watched ahead, like a like a let's play on YouTube, and she knew what was coming. She didn't tell me, mm. but it was it was just nice when I was there. Like, I was just so raw at the end of that game, and I just sort of turned. I was like. What? <laughs> what the hell was that? Um, and it was nice to have someone there to like just just talk to about mm-hmm. what that what the hell just happened. And I think there is sort of a surrogate. Um, YouTube can be a great surrogate for that mm-hmm. in terms of, especially with games that make you think or perhaps are a bit abstract with their themes. This year I played Kentucky Route Zero, which is just about as abstract as you could possibly get from a video game. But also games that have like deeper meanings and subplots like Bioshock. Mm. And I've made a note of a couple of others here. Uh, particularly, I thought Final Fantasy VII Remake as well did some things with that were different from the original game. Yeah. And rather than talking to someone, you can, you can always talk to someone about it if you want and that's okay. But you can also just Google or just YouTube search Final Fantasy VII Remake ending explained mm-hmm. or something. And there'll be like a dozen videos that have 100,000 views of people just dissecting the themes. And while you may understand what the ending was, it's just to hear other people talk about yeah. it and like and and explain what happened. I find that very helpful and useful, especially with some of the more, as I said, abstract indie games that yeah. I'll play from time I mean, to time. It's like TV shows. You go on like Reddit or something and you say like, oh, what what did you think of this episode? And mm-hmm. everyone's like got all these different theories and it's like their p- own opinion. You're like, actually, yeah, I didn't even think about that when it's I was thinking. It's foreshadowing that like yeah. you spot yeah. at time that you might have completely missed. But yeah. Like, oh, did you notice that like mm, that clock was actually set to the same time all the time or what, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. yeah. Like the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like the Joker. Like the Joker. <laughs> Where the clock's the same in every scene. <laughs> like in the Joker. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And I do like playing games alone because sometimes, you know, it, it can be difficult when you've got other people around to like concentrate on a yeah, really I'm quite easily heavy game. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll be more inclined to go, oh, do you want to watch Simpsons? Yeah. And then, and, then you don't, <laughs> and then you don't play any more of that game that night. Uh, however, one specific example that I really enjoyed having someone else in the room with me was for when Dark Souls 3 released, uh, because I had my friend come and stay with me and I was living in London at the time. We had two TVs. Dark Souls 3 had come out that weekend and we were going in completely blind as huge Soulsborne fans. Mm. Bloodborne was out by that point, so it was technically Soulsborne. Yes. Um, and and we were just like, it's it's what I've talked about in this podcast before, like shields up, 
creeping around the corner like, oh God, what's going to happen? What horrible thing is going to happen next? You send your friend around first because you summoned him in. And if you die, you both go back to the sub. If he dies, you can bring him back. He walks around the corner and just gets blasted yeah. back into the corridor by like a dragon or something. And it's just, it was there was nothing like it. it. It is so enjoyable, like those choose your own adventure books, to be like, I just don't know what horrible thing is coming. Mm. And to be able to go through that with a friend. Yeah, you can do it with voice chat. But there's something special about doing it in the same room that was so much fun. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've all taken our own <laughs> sort of uh, our own interpretation of that question. I was just going to say when you talked about The Last of Us, that it reminds me of when I played through uh, the first Last of Us uh, part one and um, uh, the all of the Uncharted games, uh, my partner watched me play through all those. Mm. And I think there's something quite... Um, because they're very cinematic and you know you can almost sit down and just watch that game like a film mm -hmm. there's something quite nice to like be in control of that and feel like you're almost putting on a show for someone else like you're you're almost like the director of a movie or yeah something. that's like, so cute i'm gonna like, go and do this now and uh, like you're an e3 demo watch your reaction yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> so i think that's also a nice little touch like when yeah. it's a very cinematic game yeah. i agree i agree well there we are it is time to move on to oh, you, Ashton. yeah it's time to move on to Grab the paper, Ashton. This paper? That paper, that paper. You ready? It's oh, you want me to rustle it? I was yeah, like, I don't need this. I've it's got a laptop. It's, it's time to move on to the big discussion. <laughs> wow, as a, as a trio look. Amazing. Give me that back. There you go. It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion this week from Stukalicious, who says, Welcome back, you handsome boinks. No, I'll take don't that. Girls. No, 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 I'll no, take handsome boy. There's, some, there's something at the end of this question for you. Don't worry. But I will, I will accept handsome boy as okay. a okay as a greeting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's fine. Now you know everyone. Yeah. I hope you both had a nice time at summer camp. We did. Did you have a summer. nice time? Yeah, it was lovely. It was nice did to be away of, from lots here. Lots of. I was going to say water sports, but I actually mean water, water sports. sports. <laughs> you did the thing I did earlier, but you said it out loud. <laughs> out loud. I didn't mean it in a naughty way. Well, it's too late now. Sorry. The connotation is there. Oh, Miners no. shafted. <laughs> With more and more stories of fan remakes happening, including someone currently remaking the original Resident Evil as a first-person game, are there any of your favourite games that you'd like to see remade, whether fan-led or by developers, which offer a new perspective to the original gameplay or features? And hello to the new person. Welcome to the Walrus Clan. Wow. Hello. Stukalicious actually listened to the end of last week's podcast. Yes. Look at is that. Mm -hmm. a little gem. In my favourite. A little gem. Little gem. Little gem. Just like those little... Biscuit treats. They were called little gems. gems. Midget gems. No, the little biscuit. Can't biscuits. say that. No, you can't. no, the biscuit things. Yeah, they were called. Oh no, that was the ice midget gems. gems. I, oh, they were ice gems. Yes. Ice gem. What with the polar bear on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. going to release that soon, and there's going to be no polar bear. It's just going to be ocean. Yeah, just a big, big puddle. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a really skinny polar bear. Oh no. Great. Anyway, the earth is dying. Let's distract <laughs> ourselves with video games. Uh, Peter, all of your favorite games have been remade, so you don't get to have an answer. Whoa. Actually, one of them hasn't yet, but probably is being remade as we speak. Resident yeah. Evil 4. Mm. Um, mm. I really like the Resident Evil remake games of recent years. Very um, good. Even Resi 3, which I think... Isn't as bad as some people. I think. enjoyed Resident no 3 a lot. I haven't anymore, played it yet. That's like, next on my list. It's not even uh, as not as good as it, it as people think it is. 
oh, the gymnastics. Uh, it looks worse in comparison to Resident Evil 2. You know, if if the Resident Evil 2 remake had never even been conceived of, yeah. and they just brought out Resi 3 remake, people would go, wow, this is brilliant. It's so good. Resi 2 is just the better game it's all round, isn't way it? Better, and that, so I think that's, yeah. yeah, just sets itself up for failure, really. But to have Resident Evil 4 in the same engine, that really nice, clean, it's just called RE Engine, isn't it? That uh, I really love. Yeah. I talk so much, uh, mm. I, I, you know, I put so much praise on that engine, but I really like it. Um, One of the most delicious looking cheeseburgers I've ever seen in a video game yeah. from the opening of uh, Resi 2 Remake, where mm. he, where, the, where the, the man gets bitten at the gas yeah. station, the, oh, yeah. the lorry driver. And it does look like a that good cheeseburger. Burger. God, it looks so good. I want to see all the really horrible things in cooking pots in the Resi 4 village. Oh, that's like festering. That's always the best part of any zombie game isn't it of just seeing like the half the mangled fridges yeah. like the fridge in <laughs> like resi the 7 where you open oh, it oh the, the pot as yeah. well and it's oh god and there's a toilet sorry. in resi 4 where you can interrupt a man who was i think just using it he's not sitting on it anymore doing a, a doing poo at Paul's. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so resident evil 4 um and then I've put two others that I don't actually mind whether they get remade or if they if a sequel just gets made, but I just want to see more from Bully, the Rockstar oh. school game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, GTA. I played, that was like a game I begged my parents to get me because I think I watched someone play it on YouTube and I was like, I really want this game, and I never, I never played it. Oh, didn't you? I had it, and I think I just didn't get around to playing it. I should stream that game actually. I'm I think you should. Yeah, I think That's you should. You should game. start it in. You should try and align it so that you play the Christmas episode on the last yeah. stream of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, and also time splitters. You know, whether that gets remade or remastered or just as time splitters 4 comes out. Just do something just with something time splitters, please. please. I know you're doing a remake. A MOBA. Or not a remake. No. You're doing more with... It's THQ Nordic, though. Is it going to be good? Probably not. But it's got original team members. I don't know. It's been 20 years. I'm so conflicted about it. I just want to be able to play as Calamari. Please, someone's pinch my winkles. I want to play as Cyborg Chimp and annoy everyone yeah. because I'm six foot smaller than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, he's the odd job of the time yeah. splitters world. Remakes. Okay, so I essentially ran into a wall about four times with this question. Um, so much so that I woke myself up last night because I realized <laughs> the one answer that I had for it, I was wrong. So I, I essentially, yesterday, I, wo- I, wo- I was like, um, like, I'd quite like to play the original Half-Life and play that game but I tried to play the original one and I hated it because it's just old and janky Mm. and then I woke up last night at about three in the morning after falling asleep and went Black Mesa exists they've already (laughs) done it and then so that has already happened Um, and then I thought well I'd quite like to play the original Resident Evil and then I read back the question this morning when I got here and I was like it's literally in the question that they're remaking it Um, so essentially the only other thing that I could think of is the yeah there hello there they go we had a good run didn't we like an I hour know. without them creaking upstairs. Yeah. the uh, only like thing i could think of was the original original tomb raider games and like that story because everyone says like they've got a really good story in the first couple of tomb raider games mm-hmm. and i would like to play that because i re- played the new tomb raider games yeah, tr yeah yeah they're pretty good i enjoyed them um I haven't finished like, all the collectibles and stuff because I'm not Ben Potter, but I finished the story. I didn't even like Tomb Raider, so mm. you can get those collectibles. <laughs> um, Where does Anniversary fit into the well, I was about to say, so the first Tomb Raider game, 
was actually remade as well, but years ago mm-hmm. on PS2, Tomb Raider Anniversary. It was 20 years since the first game. But it's a really good game. I love Tomb Raider Anniversary. It's another game I should stream. I'm always struggling for like games I should stream, but that's a that's another good one. There I think we go. We're now You're welcome. As far the other side of Anniversary as the yeah. original was from the remake. Pretty much. So. Yeah. They could definitely, definitely do remake that it in the in the modern Tomb Raider engine. Because I I wondered if they were going to make a new. Obviously, it's the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider this year. Yeah. I think because the whole thing yeah. with E um, E3 this year was that obviously we were like, are they going to do another Tomb Raider game? They did the, the remake, so we're going to get another one um no was the answer but maybe anniversary was the it must have been 10 years then surely or 15 yeah i think anniversary was 10 i just watched a gdq speed run of it yeah where they just broke it yeah Yeah. i saw that too (laughs) yeah and i think he said it was 10 it must have been 10 20 is too too much but yeah yeah so i don't really have an answer because all of my answers what already exists so what about that timon and pumba lion king game that game's really hard in the re engine yeah i'd like it (laughs) in the resident evil engine please yeah great big bug burgers looking very juicy delicious you'd have Mm. to collect like 40 bugs in each level those bugs look delicious in the original film anyway i've never wanted to eat bugs and also like weirdly in shrek you know the bugs that like he had the slug and he put it on his toothbrush and he cleaned his teeth with it i was like that actually looks pretty nice actually a bit far that second but i was with you in the line well yeah but that's why i thought well this is a bit of a stretch this one also you know that mud bath that he has as well the mud bath does look also looks like i could maybe have like a ladle of that i think the lion king bugs (laughs) the sound effect is that they're really crunchy like they're sort of Mm. nice dry crispy bath snacks but But then they're like chewy on the inside i think some of them would probably if you ate them in real life would have gooey stuff in the middle which doesn't sound as nice and you get some interesting diseases i mean you can eat bugs maybe we'll do a prove it yeah no, we're not. Can you eat bugs? <laughs> yes. Let's yes. find out. Solved. We did we'll it. We'll get some of those, like, because you can get, like, packets of bugs that are, like, salt and vinegar. Yeah, yeah. I don't want those. We've been sent, like, I'd scorpions in lollies I before I'd and them. stuff. And I, I look at them and think, not today. I'll do if it. You'd like a pr- if you'd point. like a Prove It episode, yeah. comment on the YouTube comments. No, Tweet at Ben that you want him to eat bugs. At Ben. At Ben. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Sorry, um, I don't have a very good answer. I'm no, so that's all right. I think Tomb Raider's a I really, good... You've welcomed me, and I feel like I've upset you. Stukalicious, yeah. please don't be upset with me. They'll survive. Yeah, they'll survive. I think Tomb Raider's a good one. I'd, I'd be like, I never really got into the old Tomb Raider games because I just found them really horrible to control. Mm-hmm. And I never played Tomb Raider Anniversary, so it's it's... Yeah, it's been so long since anniversary that I they would happily play a, an original. Peter's favorite one from Worst Games Ever. Was it Angel, oh, Angel of, of Darkness? Darkness. Yeah, oh, but yeah. leave it all the same. Just make it shinier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they yeah. need to do. Just make the jiggle physics better. <laughs> I've got down here Time Splitters 2 and Future Perfect yeah. because we always talk about that and I know that they've got one in development and I know that there have been fan remakes in development for what feels like a century and mm-hmm. none of them have happened. But yes, 2 and Future Perfect I would like yeah. very, very much. Those games are fantastic and god there's there's so much dna in them of uh goldeneye 007 yeah that to bring them like it's the kind of game that i would only trust really to a studio like blue point who remake games based on the source code mm. like they add little things but it's it's fundamentally extremely faithful because they sort of get the old game running there's a fantastic documentary on no clip from no clip on youtube about um Demon Souls remake mm-hmm. that's just gone up in the past week, and they talked to Blue Point Games about their process and how they did uh, Shadow of the Colossus as well, and they sort of I'm paraphrasing massively, obviously because it's extremely complicated, mm-hmm. but they basically get the original game running in their engine, and then they rebuild it from there. So it's as faithful as it possibly can be, and 
remaking Time Splitters 2 and Future Perfect, I don't think anything really needs to be changed in that game. Maybe slightly more modernized controls because yeah. I would always go in and completely customize my controls to make it more like Call of Duty, mm-hmm. really, when I went back and played it later on. Um, but beyond that, it needs to be sort of the same game, yeah. really, because it's it's great. There are some jokes in there, like with Joe Beth, Casey or whatever she's called that have aged badly very badly and maybe those can go now uh but yeah largely i think it's it's a it's a great game that doesn't really need to be changed that much apart from that i put simpsons hit and run because why are we still waiting for that Mm. even if it just gets remastered that's fine just re -re i just want to play it again not on a ps2 Mm. why why is that so hard have you seen that uh, mod that someone's made where they've stitched all of the maps together so you can Have drive they? around all of Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's really good. <sighs> yeah, that'd be great. And the last one I've written down is Smackdown Here Comes the Pain, mm-hmm. which is the best wrestling game and I will fi- I won't fight people about it. But it's so good You'll and fight them in the game. Yeah, I, I will fight in people game. in the game. The controls, everything about it is brilliant. Like you compare it to today's games and there's a lot wrong with them obviously. But they've sort of mini gamified every aspect of of what they think is important to a wrestling game. So when you kick out, it's like one of those little uh, golf wheels where you, the a little ball spins around you have to stop it in like an increasingly smaller field depending on how hurt you are to Mm -hmm. kick out and it gets really hard to do it and when you're in a like a submission hold or something there's a mini game where you're like chasing each other around you've got to evade the other person's thing and if if it's overlaps for too long you tap out that sucks Mm -hmm. i hate that so much (laughs) in here comes the pain it may have like meant absolutely nothing, but it was like completely opaque and it hid it from you and it was just mash buttons. Yeah. And there was this sort of really in, really tense, like, oh my God, am I too hurt to kick out if I mash it really fast? Or am I too hurt to like survive this, uh, you know, submission hold or whatever? And it also removes that element of, I feel like a massive idiot because I messed up the kickout mini game and I wasn't hurt at all and I just mistimed it and now I've lost. Whereas at least you couldn't, you didn't have to blame yourself yeah. if you if you got pinned before. I think Here Comes the Pain is a phenomenal game. Uh, all it needs to to have is updated visuals and an updated roster and the rest of it is is fantastic. There's nothing wrong with it in my opinion. And uh, I, you know what? I will fight people. I've decided. Mind <laughs> now. I will Bring fight people. Yeah, but there we are. Those are some games we'd like to see remade. What did you think of all the things we discussed today? Didn't Ashton do well? Yes. We think she did. Uh, Peter is now going to tell you where you can find us all around the internet and ways that you can get involved. Our name is Team Triple Jump. We are at youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump and twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. It's where we do our videos and live streams at various times. Look on the social media to find out when we're streaming. If you want to know what those social medias are, I'm going to tell you in the next sentence. It's <laughs> twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Um, I should say, actually, that uh, when we are streaming, Lord Rotovich and Trowling Bad- Badger are modding us. Um, and uh, if you've got Amazon Prime as well, then uh, you get a Twitch sub with that. It's all just part of the deal. So consider using that on us if you like. Um, thank you to Luke Alden for looking after Facebook and also to uh, Fraser for looking after both Facebook and Triple Jump for us. And uh, Twitter, sorry. Well, I, hello. <laughs> it's like weird being in this new room. Um, so uh, uh, our Twitter will have um, live stream announcements, etc. Um, and uh, Facebook has video content on it, old clips and things from the wow. YouTube channel. Yeah. Put on there. 
The Patreon is patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There's lots of different tiers. Go check them out. The website is triple j dot mup. That's triple j u dot mp. If you go to triple j dot mup forward slash discord, they'll send you straight to our discord, which is modded by Jack, Joe, and Hollowise. Thank you, gang. Triple j dot mup forward slash podcast will send you to the audio version of the podcast if you're watching on YouTube right now. Triple Joe.mup forward slash VODs sends you to our VODs channel on YouTube where all of our uh, live stream VODs get uploaded. And you can go to triplejumpshop.com to uh, get to our shop. Um, and there's also Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. Yes. Well. And we are actually, we've been in communication with our merch guy mm. this past week about potential new things for the future. And also our, our drop, our next drop is pretty much finalized. We are in, hopefully, the final stages yeah. before that goes out. So please We've said that a few times. Please be excited. But we really are now. Yeah, and we uh, are. hopefully we'll get merch samples very soon. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Uh, you can follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton. That's me. And I'm just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, streams every Monday, Thursday, and Friday, Thursday being the joint stream on YouTube, Blaze It, Monday and Friday being the solo streams on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly, Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. It's not a Worst Games Ever week this week. The podcast is every Saturday, and we do shows and other content once every other week or thereabouts. Why not leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. <laughs> Triplejump.gg, digital currency. You're going to buy it anyway. Subscriptions mm. for PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo and Minecoins. Buy it there. You can go do that, and it supports us, and we really appreciate it. All that stuff I've just said about lists going out and streams going out, that is all changing very soon Why with the arrival of Ashton. So as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, Ashton is going on holiday and also still sorting a place up in Newcastle. So there's going to be a bit of flux yeah, over the next a couple house, of weeks. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> he set me up. Hire Ashton to live in your to house, live, please. <laughs> um, so yes, it will be perhaps a few weeks before we are all together again in this podcast studio. So it'll mm-hmm. likely return to Peter and I next week. But mm-hmm. certainly, the wheels are in motion to have. We're looking at five live streams a week, including oh, the joint stream you. with all three of us. And lists will also be increasing in volume as well. Also some additional content and and so on and so forth. We've got a Q&A video with yourself going mm-hmm. out next week. Uh, we've recorded a rules boss that will go out at some point. Yeah. Uh, and also, of course, there was the fantastic skit in which we, we bidded adieu I do. to uh, <laughs> Brian Bumpus and Dick Mychinko, and we welcomed Ashton. So go give that a watch on the channel. And They're kind of rude, those guys. Well, they are. Yeah, I mean, aren't you glad to be boys. rid of them, they right? Uh, and of course, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube right now, we're all together again in the office. Um, now, the that, as Ben has already said, we're, it's not that we're here now and we're going to start working as of tomorrow in the office all together forever. But um, once we are all back in a couple of weeks and things have settled, then, you know, we'll be able to actually start filming things in person again, such as perhaps main menus, um, prove it, wow. things like that, which we've the not bug prove it for a long time. Yeah, it's all very exciting. It is. The future's bright. The future is Ashton. The future is Ashton. The future's Ashton. <laughs> it's me. There we go. Right. There we go. That's French for train station, I think. Are you all right? No. <laughs> Let's finish it off with today's sponsor once again. Can I make much more noise with my paper while Do I it move more. it? I think I can. Um, so I type as well? That yeah, go good. on. Just So the sponsor this week, once again, is Stu- <laughs> Studar Valley. What? 
Stardew Rally, the new spin-off from Stardew Valley that features all of your favorite characters who you can't name from the base game. It's Kart Racer. It's going to be great, and it's coming to probably Switch because the Switch is the best place for that kind of stuff. And yeah. PlayStation and Xbox never get fun things like that, and that's fine, I suppose. We'll just have to survive. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We will see you very soon. Thank you, Ashton, for being Thank here. Thank you. You nailed it. Well, did thanks. Great. And we will see you all next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.